I believe that your purpose comes from your pain, that whatever you struggled with the most in life as a human, when did you feel the most worthless as a human being? Your purpose is to help other people who currently are facing that. There's, there's lots of people who currently are who you used to be, and they see you as hope. Like right now, a lot of them don't have hope. They don't think there's a way out, and you represent a way out. Welcome to another episode of Plain Injured. I am sitting here with Evan Carmichael. He is one of the biggest YouTubers, tracking about 2 million subscribers. And he has about four books. His latest book, Built to Serve, uh, is out on Amazon now. You can go grab that today. Evan, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for the love, Josh. Great to be here, man. Yes. So I want to get right into it. Main reason why I want to reach out to you is yeah. because I've been following you for years uh, through YouTube. But what really attracted me towards you is the fact that you had a neck brace on uh. and you were on LinkedIn and you continue to post content, not just written content, not just photos, but video content mm-hmm. showing the neck brace. Mm-hmm. And then you continue to have speaking engagements as well. Excuse me as well. So talk to me about that. What made what? First of all, what happened? And then what made you continue to push through and persevere through that? Yeah, yeah. So I actually I brought I brought props for this. I brought my I brought my neck brace props and we'll we'll talk about these. So um I was doing a tour. So I did a tour of the of the US. We hit 23 cities in 90 days last year, which already was um crazy. Like what entrepreneur does a tour like that speaking? And I did it because my greatest fear is disappointing people. Wow. And the idea that I would show up and then let people down destroys me. And so because I'm afraid of it, my, my default mindset is uh, I, gotta, I have to tack it. So now every four days for 90 days, I'm going to go off and do this thing and, and try to face my biggest fear. Um, so I started down my tour and, and two months in, I had a month ago, I'm, I'm uh, in Colorado and I fainted. So oh. I'm doing medical research and, and I love biohacking, but I'm also, I have a weak stomach and uh, I passed out. I, like, I've never fainted in my life, fell out of my chair, uh, hit my head on, on the, the drywall and like had this giant, you know, cut here. And then I broke two parts in my neck, compressed my spine, had a concussion, pinched nerves and all sorts of crazy stuff, get rushed to the hospital. And um, that was the day I was supposed to do my event in Colorado. Wow. And we do MRIs and scans and it's like confirm everything that yes, I have two bones in my neck broken and like, okay, well, uh, my agent and my family's like, okay, well, when are you coming home? And uh, like coming home, <laughs> I'm not coming home. I'm not coming home. Let's, 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 can we, let's see what we can do. Right. I mean, I, we're here to face adversary. I, I've never actually, I've, I've never really injured myself. So if you totally. had, Talk to me like a year ago, we'd be having a different conversation. Right. Um, I pushed through physical pain and stuff, but never like I broke my neck, right? Um, didn't know how serious it was. The doctor in Colorado said there's a 40% chance or something that I might need spinal surgery, which is like, I don't want to have spinal surgery. It's crazy. Um, and I woke up and thought, you know what? I'm, I want to at least try. I mean, I may not be able to go. But I, I really pride myself on being proud of my effort. Mm-hmm. I want to put my max effort out and be proud of what I'm putting in every day. And I may not be the result that I want, but I'm proud of the effort that I'm putting in. And so my first thought was, 
okay, well, we have to cancel the event in Colorado because I'm in the hospital. So it's not going to happen. <laughs> right. But, but maybe tomorrow I can have people just come over to my Airbnb because people paid to see me in Colorado. It's like, let's see how many people we can fit into our, into our Airbnb. And I'll just lie on the couch and answer questions. This is what was in my head. Wow. And the doctor's like, dude, you have a concussion? Like, this is not happening. Um, so I didn't do that. We just refunded everybody the money. Uh, but my next stop was in Kansas City. And this was the my favorite stop on the whole tour because I was the morning of, this was four days later. I'm still, I've never had a concussion before. I don't know if you have. Um, I love using my mind uh, and not being able to think clearly and look at my phone and look at my computer and just process things just destroyed me. It was really hard. And so four days later, I'm supposed to be in Kansas City and we're, we're driving there. And I thought, I'm, I want at least I want at least try to do this speech. And the speech was, you know, three hours of me at the front doing my workshop and then another hour or so of Q&A typically in each city. And uh, I, I take up my phone. I'm going to make a video to telling people, hey, I'm I broke my neck. I have a concussion right now, so I can't I can't do the full workshop. Um, but I already booked a hotel. And I'm not getting a refund on that. And you already booked your night off. So I'm going to refund you the money, but I'm still going to show up. Right. Right. And I recorded that video and halfway through, I was getting dizzy. I'm like, I don't, I don't think I can even do this. Uh, so I said, hold off, hold off. I'll wait till the afternoon and afternoon I recorded again. Like, okay, I, I got it out. So, so we're going to go. And we ended up going for an hour and a half until uh, my wife pulled me off. Cause she's like, you, you are, that's it. I'm, you're done. And, uh, she was, I'll, I'll just keep going. Like I would go until I pass out. She was my, my safety, my lifeline, I guess. And I knew she was watching my lips when they got dry. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like licking my lips the whole time so that she doesn't pull me off. So I probably should have got off like about an hour, but she, she let me go an hour and a half. Um, and I've never been pulled off a stage before, right? Like that's never happened to me. That's crazy. But it was the best moment of the whole tour because like that was my max. I was actually done. Like how often are you actually done? Done. done. Like your physical, your mental limit, you're actually there. Uh, and that was it. Like I couldn't do anything else. Um, and then I I eventually got a little bit better. I mean, I still finished the tour. Um, my concussion got better. My neck hurt like anything. Um, I had to wear this for, so this is a neck brace. I'm holding it up for kind of podcast. Yeah, let me, yeah, let, me uh, let me take a screenshot of that. Oh, <laughs> there you go. So I wore this, the, the instructions were 60 days. I had to wear this and I could only take it off for 10 minutes a day to have a shower. Wow. So uh, sleeping in this, you'd, I mean, everything. And it got so banged up that there's duct tape here on the middle because this one was so comfortable that I didn't want to, I mean, comfortable in air quotes compared to this other one that was my backup that I wore for the last kind of 10 days when this started falling apart. And so I, I said, I'm going to continue doing my tour. I mean, I want to see how far I can go. If I'm absolutely done and it's really hurting me, then I'll, I'll come home. But I don't want to just assume that I'm done. Let's just see what I can do. Mm-hmm. And I finished the tour. Um, I, I basically went to each city. I sat at the front. I had to sit down because I couldn't stand and I had, you know, three pillows behind me and an ice pack on this side. And I just sat there for four hours and talked and helped people. Um, and it was great. Uh, and then by the end of the last one, Cleveland was my last stop. By the end of the last stop, uh, I was so done that 
when I finished my last presentation there, I just said, I need to lie down. And I passed out on the floor for like half an hour, just lay there on the floor. Um, and this might seem like, I don't know, as I'm saying it, it feels like it's masochistic or negative, but I felt amazing. Like I felt so proud of myself. Yeah. Of the effort. It wasn't my best performance. I mean, if I'm able to move around and walk and do all my stuff, it'd be a better event, but it was my, my absolute best effort. And I look at it and I I save these as a, as a, as a kind of a memento of the trip. And it's like, man, I'm crazy. I can't believe I did that. And it's a reminder of how strong I can be. And so it's a, I keep it in my office as that kind of reminder to myself of, of what I'm capable of that. Like, I think that it's tough right now making content during coronavirus. Dude, I traveled and did 10 seminars with a broken neck for four hours at the front of the room. Exactly. And I think, I think teaching yourself to be proud of your effort and always putting in the max uh, changes you and shows you that you're capable of overcoming the adversities that are currently in front of you as well. And that's crazy because now moving forward, you have all the confidence in the world to get past any other challenges, maybe more challenges that you face along the way. But you can always look back at that and say, if I could do that, I could do anything. You know? Yeah, it's a reminder. And, and, the, and the, the opposite is you telling yourself that you can't get through it. Mm. Like, I don't want my default answer to be I quit. I'm okay with quitting on things, but I have to be proud of the effort that I put in. And I don't want to just assume that I'm going to quit. Um, the first night that I was allowed to go home from the hospital, I, uh, I mean, I'm in tons of pain, silver concussion. And at three in the morning, I had to wake up, uh, to go to the bathroom. And all I did was go from lying down to sitting up and, and I couldn't stand up by my, I felt like I was going to fall over. Uh, and so I had to, I had to wake up my wife and I was on the verge of tears because I, I like being self-reliant, man. I don't want to have to wake up my wife to go to the bathroom, right? Like it feels like I'm losing. Yeah. Um, but I also don't want to be stupid and stand up and, and pass out and end up in the hospital again, right? <laughs> and so, you know, the conversation in my head then was, no, I'm going to, I mean, she, of course, she's going to be happy to, to wake up and help me. And, you know, she's not going to give me her time for it. But just before I woke her up, the message to myself was, this is, this is it again. Like this was my max effort. I sat up. That's a win. Sometimes just sitting up is a win. Mm. Just sitting up, just getting out, just sitting in bed is a win sometimes, right? This is a win for me. And now standing up is stupid because I might hurt myself. So I'm going to wake up my wife. And just that shift, learning the results were not there, right? Like the results are, I can't even stand out of bed right now. But the effort was max. This is the, this is the most I had right now. And I, I'm going to celebrate that and be proud of it and then ask for help to get me to the next step. So the fact that you went and did everything that you plan to do, regardless of the situation or how compromised you were, the fact that you continue to do it, you already won. That's it, man. It, it, at the end of the day, it's an inside game. Are you proud of your effort? Like mm. other people might think that that you're doing so great and you've you know done all these things. But if you go home and you look in the mirror and said, I'm not proud of myself, I, I knew I had more in me. I could have done more and I played small because I was afraid. That's the thing that that destroys your self-confidence and your self-love and your self-respect. And so I want to I want to do the opposite. I want to be proud of myself for the effort. Even if you don't get the results, but the effort I put in my max effort today, it mattered. I played I played full out, you know, on the field of what I do, you know, right. the field of my entrepreneurship. Right? I'm not an athlete. I'm not 
playing hockey or football. I can't sprint for anything, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm playing my game right. and I, and I want to crush it every day as much as possible. Totally. So when we talk about playing injury, we talk about it physically, emotionally, mentally. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I got to, I got a chance to read some of your book and you talked about how your deepest pain could be your purpose. So I want to know from you, what is, what is your deepest pain? Or like we like to say your deepest injury. Yeah, I love that, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that the deepest injury is always going to be an emotional one, not a physical one. Totally. Um, so my new book, Built to Serve, I wrote because I had so many people ask me while I was on my tour, hey, how do I find my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. And I believe that your purpose comes from your pain, that mm-hmm. whatever you struggled with the most in life as a human, when did you feel the most worthless as a human being? Your purpose is to help other people who currently are facing that. Mm-hmm. There's There's lots of people who currently are who you used to be and they see you as hope. Like right now, a lot of them don't have hope. They don't think there's a way out and you represent a way out. Even though you're not done climbing, you're still, you're still growing and and learning, getting better, but you're way better than you were five years ago or 10 years ago, whenever that thing happened to you. Uh, And so helping those people climb and see hope and, and giving them confidence is the thing that will fill you up. And that's for life. Like that will never go old. You'll be 95 years old and still want to help those people because it's a, it's a reminder of, of who you used to be and the impact that you can have. Um, if you look at AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, one of the 12 steps is you have to be a sponsor for somebody else. Wow. Like you don't climb out until you help somebody else who's, who's also below you. Like the serving, the service part of it gives meaning to your pain. So it's not just you struggling with this. You can now see how that pain now actually is a gift to you to help other people who are struggling with it, too. Totally. Empowering others for the pain that you felt. A lot of people never get through it. Right. And so you you can be that hope for them. I love that. I love that. So walk me through walk me through that, because you talk about solving the biggest problem. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is belief. Right. Mm-hmm. Belief in self. What do you mm-hmm. think holds people back from their belief in self? So I, I default to thinking everybody has Michael Jordan level talent at something. Like you're a genius at something. You're the best in the best in the world at something. But you either don't believe in yourself enough to know that you can do something great or to trust that big idea that you have uh, inside you. The thing that holds people back um, mostly is fear. We're mostly afraid of, of um, judgment and we're letting ourselves down. Mm-hmm. So you could say, Hey, I want to start a, I want to start a podcast. Great. There's the tactical questions of what camera do I use and what software do I use and all this stuff. But really it's people are afraid that somebody's going to listen to it. People are afraid that nobody's going to listen to it. People are afraid that you're going to bring on guests and just, and tank. You're afraid that you're going to reach out to guests and they're going to say, no, you suck. You know, there's all this, all this judgment. And um, that's why people don't lean in on the things that they want to do. You've got these ideas. I, I default to you're a genius. You've got amazing ideas. The fact that they came to you means you have to go off and act on them in some small way, at least to build momentum because mm-hmm. your, your list of ideas isn't getting any shorter. It's just going to keep growing and growing and growing. Stop teaching yourself that you suck and start attacking one of those ideas and see what happens. Um, we're just too afraid of judgment. And anytime you've got something that you want to do, I will default to if the reason why I'm not doing it is because of somebody else's opinion, then I have to do it just because, because that's what Evan Carmichael does. Totally. And so before you said that your biggest fear was disappointing people, how mm-hmm. have you been able to battle that? I, I know that's a battle. I think everybody feels that to some degree. 
So here's the thing. I don't think it goes away. Mm. Whatever your deepest fear is, I don't think you kill it. I, I don't think um, it's be fearless. I think it's feel the fear and do it because Regardless. of. Yeah, yeah, like, no, but like because of. Like, because mm. I'm afraid of this, now I need to attack it, right? So my biggest fear is disappointing people. In the early days of of making, you know, my YouTube videos, I would, it took me two days to make my first video because uh, I was just so nervous and memorizing lines. And now I can do that more easily. But there's always a greater level, right? Um, the very first interview that that I did, I was super nervous and panicking. But now I can do those with more ease. But the next level, right, is always there's always that next dragon that you can go off and and fight. Um, and there's this great quote that I read that that I always have kind of in the back of my my head, which is, "Beyond the mountain is more mountains." Wow. So the goal isn't just to climb the mountain. It's like to keep climbing mountains. Like, don't look at it. Oh, I'm, I'm set now. I've solved that problem. No, you've never solved it. You're just capable of solving it on a bigger scale. You're capable of stepping up into the next level. Um, and so don't pray for an easier life. You actually don't want an easier life. Pray for the resourcefulness to handle a more difficult life. Because through those difficulties is where you grow and where you learn. And then when you can come back and serve others to help others. Every time you take a step up in a skill level or on life, then you can reach back and help somebody else take another step up as well, which is where you're going to ultimately get your fulfillment from. Totally. So t- talking to me about that, uh, and I do want to touch on that being built to serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that mean to you as humans, us being built to serve? So serving and helping others is hardwired into our brains. Uh, they did functional MRI scans on people's brains and they found that serving others, helping somebody else hits the same part of your brain as having food and having sex. Wow. Which are also pretty important as humans. <laughs> <laughs> John going without food or sex as a human and see, see how long, you know, how, or how long or how happy you are. Um, so, and, and I think we also know this. If you think about the happiest moments in your life is typically involved helping somebody else out as well. And so if, if you're not happy right now in life, that already puts a good magnifying glass to give you more clarity to say, if I'm not happy, it's because I'm not serving. And some people want to serve the world. You know, you and I want to serve the world. We want to have a big message. We want a big microphone. We want to touch lots of lives and probably your listeners too. Um, But some people just want to serve the 25 closest people to them. They don't necessarily have some giant mission, but they're still built to serve. It's a human thing. You can't avoid it. And so if you're not happy, you got to think, how do I, know that I'm serving more people or serving the people more closely who are, who are attached to me. So use that as your, as your default point. Well, then how do you serve? What's the function? Well, your purpose comes from your pain, right? It's finding people who currently are who you used to be. And then however you got out of the hole that you were in, wasn't some random fluke thing. It's teachable. Mm-hmm. What, what you did to get out. So, you know, if you were really injured and, and you meditated your way through it, you can now teach that meditation to other people to get through it, right? Or you watch Les Brown every day. Les Brown is my, my hero. Young Les Brown, I think, is like the greatest speaker of all time. If you watch Les Brown every day, that's teachable. You say, hey, listen to these tapes every day. Or you put out your own motivational speeches for people to listen to and watch, right? So that wasn't some fluke that happened. Uh, that's a teachable recipe. And we don't give ourselves enough credit for the growth that we've had and recognize that lots of people never even start that growth process and you can now be the catalyst to help other people on their growth process as well. And that is, that is so true. 
And I feel like it's a pull more so you don't you don't necessarily need to push. It's almost like it's tugging at you to serve others. And it feels amazing. And, and people know it on a micro level in that if you hold the door open for somebody or if you buy the coffee for somebody else in line or you do some kind of act of kindness, it makes you feel good. You know, it's like it feels good. But, you know, uh, if Josh had somebody come to him who just broke their arm and thought like their life was entirely over and and through his story, you you now see their their eyes light up and like, oh, my God, this is actually possible. That level of serving and helping people just destroys buying a cup of coffee for the person behind you in line. And, and that will never get old. Like you'll be 95 years old and still thinking about it. And somebody comes to you, you're 95 and sitting in your rocking chair, old man, Josh, you know, making YouTube videos or whatever he is. And some like some kid comes up and like broke their ankle and you give them hope that life isn't over. Like you're still going to get a high off of that. Even when yeah. your body is like totally destroyed and falling apart. As long as you got some mental faculty, you'll still get a high off of that. And like, what a gift, like to know that, this is going to serve you for the rest of your life that whenever you feel like you're not happy, all you have to do is serve people. And this is how you do it is such a tremendous gift. And I just want to, I want everybody to be able to get that high and and turn that into their life as well. Totally. Totally. Well, Evan, um, I appreciate you coming on the show. Definitely. If you guys are out there, please go to Amazon and and go get the book built to serve. Uh, It is an amazing book. I've gotten to read a few chapters already. So uh, like I said, Evan, definitely appreciate you coming on and adding value to us. Thanks for love, man. Love your energy. Love the show. And uh, glad I could hopefully contribute something. Yeah, without a doubt. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. Our brand design and strategy is by Tessa at fivefootstudio.com. You can also find her on Instagram at Five Foot Studio. Go ahead and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And please give us feedback. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts. And most importantly, keep playing injured.